the Lachlan Studio, Studio 18. Courtney Lachlan, Craig Lachlan, thanks for joining us on another episode of Family Face-Off. Dad, how are we doing? What's happening? We're doing good, but I read the rundown here, and it says episode five. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is that it a does? typo? Oh, whoops, yeah, it does. Well, because like, I do the rundowns, Dad. I know, Dad. your rundowns are fantastic. <laughs> They're so professional, and I'm a guy that picks up all the little mistakes. Even Apparently. Ryan Billy, our producer <laughs> at NBC Sports Washington, I'll see a mistake, and I'll make sure I tell him. Oh, so, so that's your big note opening today's show, is that's that I forgot it. to and make one little change at the top of the rundown. And I've got five. my second Duncan of the day. Second? Oh, yeah. I needed it for this show. Well... Caps didn't have the best game last night when they played against the Penguins. So is that why you need a Duncan, Dad? Yeah, I think so. I just think they got outskated, especially in the first. The speed of the Penguins really came to the forefront. and They get a point, and they grinded back in. But still, the Penguins probably deserved to win that game in regulation. So the Caps took a point and ran, yeah. they have to play so much better. Well, Dad, let's get to our thumbs up and thumbs down. Things that we like, things that we didn't like from the last week. The Caps now 9-5-4, um, and four, or 9-9 nine and nine, as you like to call it. <laughs> Fans aren't going <laughs> to like what I call it. Yeah, you call it their 9-9. Nine 9-5-4 and nine. Nine, and four sounds a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it's all semantics, right? It is. Uh, I, I, I'm a firm believer it's 9-9 nine and nine yeah. because that last column is a loser point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they're nine and nine, but you sound a whole lot better when you told me it's <laughs> nine, five, and four. I was like, that's not bad. Yeah, I don't even need coffee when you talk uh, like that. You're right. Nine and nine says they're just at 500. <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. 18 games played. Um, okay, but let's get to thumbs up. Let's start with something positive, something that you've liked within the last week. Connor Sherry. And I keep on air wanting him to ca call him Sherry, but he wants <laughs> Sherry, even though it's spelled like Sherry. I, I don't get it, but Joe tells me it's Sherry, so I'm living with it. Um, he's been a godsend. I, I really, really like the way he's played from day one. And the thing about Connor is the fact that he can move up and down the lineup. Like, you can play him on right. the top line, you can play him on the fourth line, and he still gives you what you want out of him. His role doesn't change. He's supposed to be hard on the puck. He's supposed to be explosive and fast. He's supposed to pursue the puck. And now he's putting pucks in the net. He already has five goals. And I think a lot of that stems from playing with great players in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, even when he was with Pittsburgh, he had shifts with Malkin, Crosby, all their best players. And we're seeing that now, that he's a very good complementary player. So... Two thumbs up to Connor Sherry. And and even in general, that third line, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Them, right? Of, Absolutely. But he's going to keep moving up and down. He right. might jockey himself into the top six. Right. You never know. So thumbs up to him. And we have seen a lot of line juggling um, <laughs> yes. that Laviolette's been doing. We saw Eller moved up on the first line. So we have seen some um, different line pairings in the last You know, it's like days. I told you when you coach, put the names in a blender and see how they come <laughs> out. Or put them in a hat and just pull names and that's what the lines you go with. And I feel like as a coach, you do that when you're trying to spark something new, right? Or maybe you're disappointed in some players' play. I it's not necessarily just a demotion or a promotion. It could just be to Different players see it different yeah. ways, <laughs> right? Eller, I think, sees it as a promotion. Koozie uh, or Backstrom probably sees it as a demotion. So I, I think it works both ways. But yeah. I think you're trying to get more balance. Right. The Caps can now throw out three lines. However, 
I do think they're going to revert back to the original line sooner rather than later yeah. because I didn't think the lines worked for especially the Pittsburgh game. There was no chemistry, and chemistry takes time, and the Caps don't have time to right the ship up front. So, Dad, I'm going to go for another player as my thumbs mm-hmm. up. I'm going to give a nod to, how about the Caps goaltender, Craig Anderson. Wow. Starts this past weekend against the New Jersey Devils. Um, got them a win. He turns 40 here shortly. Um, hadn't played in just about a year. He said he was really nervous going in there. And Laviolette, after the game, said he gave us a chance to win, especially early on in that game. And I think, I think when you're dealing with the season that everybody's dealing with right now, you rally around these guys, right? It's it's not unexpected. And it's not heard of that teams have these goalies. You have a taxi squad for a reason. The caps, the teams have to carry three goalies for a reason because you never know what's going to happen amongst your lineup. So I think just to see a guy like Craig Anderson step in, great guy. I know him and his family do wonderful work for cancer. Just like they a sure tremendous do. human being to step in to get the Caps the win. And I believe, Dad, the Caps are one of three teams to have played three goalies now. Yeah, and you're going to see that more often. And Kudos to him. I think it was his 650th game, 290th win of his career. So he's had a very nice career. And those type of numbers are impressive. I think he leads by example, and he's going to help the Capitals' two young tenders. Good choice, Court. Thank you, Dad. Now, you too. How about, about thumbs down? Thumbs down. And this is a tough one because I think last week or the week before, I was saying I didn't mind the specialty teams. Okay? <laughs> you probably know where I'm going now. I well, do. I'm not liking the penalty kill. Yeah. Um, they're 47 of 60, operating at about 78%, not good enough. Right. And the power play I'm fine with. We always be fine with the power play here in Washington, Either though, even though you'll probably moan and groan if they don't score every game. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Right. But the PK has not been what it should be. It's got to be over 80%. I, I like the P- PK, to be perfectly honest with you, around 85%. If it's operating at that, you're like, wow, that's pretty good. You're a good. tough coach, Dad. Yes, Jeez. I am. <laughs> so I, I still think the pressure points, the how they're pressuring all over the ice, still needs some work. But that is my thumbs down so far. And in the last week, not so great either. So thumbs down to the penalty killing unit. And when you talk about penalty kill unit, on the flip side of that is the penalties, right? I mean, do right. you think? I mean, you watch all these games. We all watch them. Do you think that maybe there's a penalty? Is it a penalty problem? Are they taking maybe not the most timely penalties? Well, I'll tell you this about penalties: they have the worst differential. Okay, meaning that they take some or they get some, and they're not drawing as many. Correct, right. and their differential as of like Monday of this week was the worst in the National Hockey League, mm. meaning they're getting called on way too many times to kill penalties and not drawing enough and that's the differential and and to do that you've got to skate you've got to go with speed mm-hmm. you've got to grind it you've got to get go to those hard areas right drive the, it to the correct. net yeah and that's what they're not doing so that could be an issue too maybe they're taxing their penalty killing too much too Mm, Good point on your part. Yeah. Maybe they're taxing them every game. Because I don't think I've seen a game, a a couple, where I'm like, I think Carl Hagelin has drawn a couple penalties by Mm -hmm. being that feisty player. But I don't think in general I've been like, wow, they're they're playing that really hard brand of style where they're drawing the tripping and the hooking and they're driving wide and they're and they're getting those calls i have to look that stat up because Mm. i think that's a good point because how many times have we seen the opposition trip hook or hold you make a great point and they do that when they're out of position and the caps are flying down the wing and they're trying to get back into position that'll be episode 10 i break (laughs) that down (laughs) 
10. We're on seven now. Yeah. So in three more. Yeah. Who the hell how long it's going to take me to investigate that? What about your thumbs down? Oh, uh, Dad, I mean, I feel like we sit here every single week and I've been talking about this for six episodes now. Now we're on episode seven. Um, team defense overall, it's still not where I think we all want to see it. And I mm-hmm. think, look, they're playing man on man. I think it's I think it's hard to still figure out how to do that, to not get caught around in your zone. I've sometimes have felt the last couple of games, the Caps got caught around in their zone too much. And Dad, you and I were talking, they've allowed 63 goals against. Just to make that point even clearer, Detroit has allowed 66 goals against and has played three more goals than the Caps. So, and you think of the Detroit... Red Wings as a doormat of the NHL right now. Right. Right? And, and they're getting scorched every night, and everyone's saying, oh, whoa, poor Red Wings, woeful Red Wings, this, that, and the other. Well, their defense might be better. When you look at goals against per game, right. are slightly better than the Caps. So you nailed it. So, team defense. Okay. How can they fix that? Not get caught. And, and remember your first show, that you, or the first show we did, you talked about, I think on one of Coach Courtney's, the F3. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. case in point, against the Pittsburgh Penguins, one of their best chances in the first period, who was playing defense? Nick Backstrom. And it was a three-on-two. Right. Where's the third guy? I know the deep pinch, but now they have to have someone else fill in because you need three guys back. And too many odd man breaks and too many real nifty passing plays. And to me, that's a big part of it. So I think the neutral zone has to tighten up a big way if they're going to reduce the goals against. So not just the D zone. You're looking at as as a broader saying part of their, they get caught Starting in, their in the D offensive zone, zone right. with the F3 maybe getting caught. Mm-hmm. Then coming through the neutral zone, maybe they don't lock it up tight enough and their left winger who's supposed to be locking on that side and taking away that portion of the ice is out of position and now the other team's getting better transition opportunities. And I definitely thought maybe earlier on in some of the games where the Caps played really well, they were dominating in that offensive zone by sustaining pressure, by sustaining a forecheck, and that circles back to F3. If they're putting in the right pressure yes. points, which means they're spending more time in the opposition's offensive zone and less time in their defense. F3 zone. to you, Court, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a sec. I can't say that. F3 to me. <laughs>